listening to The Gender Rebels. I'm Kathleen, a cis woman and ally. And I'm Faith, a trans woman. Gender Rebels is a question and answer podcast that explores life outside the gender binary. A big thanks to our Patreon supporters. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gender rebels. Hey everyone, I'm Kath. And I'm Faith. Faith, do we have any new patrons to thank? Oh my gosh, we do. We have Kelly S. Thank you, Kelly S. And also we have Chad D. Thank you all so much. We love all our patrons and especially these new two. Thank you guys so much. Welcome, welcome. Hey, Faith. Yeah? We have two listener questions. Oh my gosh, we do. I can't wait to get to them. We're kind of doing two listener questions today because... They're, they're very similar, and I think y'all see that as we go. Mm-hmm. So this this first one is from Riley. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Riley. And Riley asks, On a recent episode, Faith mentioned that there are certain things she has been hesitant to do since transitioning, such as ordering a cheesesteak, because some people might see the behavior as unfeminine. Do you think society puts unfair pressure on binary trans folks to uphold gender stereotypes? for fear of the perception that you're not putting enough effort into your gender presentation? I'm sure you can glean my opinion based on my gender identity and the way I phrase my question, but I'd be interested to hear your thoughts nonetheless. Oh, Riley, good question. And then we've got another question from listener Hannah. And Hannah writes, succinctly, my question is, how does one know what to change when transitioning? And not so succinctly, Mm -hmm. it seems to me like there are both obvious changes and obvious constants, but also some gray areas. Clothing, grooming, name, and pronouns can all help relieve dysphoria and or aid in passing for reasons of personal safety. On the other hand, genuine hobbies, interests, and other preferences that are part of who someone's always been, rather than those maintained as a facade for passing as cis, should stay the same. Wow. However, when it comes to other things like matters of behavior, there seems to be a potential for conflict between how one might naturally tend to act and the pressure on the social role that a person is looking to play. For instance, MTFs choosing to be less assertive in conversation or not telling jokes that aren't, quote, feminine. Mm. In other words, can transition change your sense of humor? This seems related to the pressure everyone feels on some level to embody the vague collective ideas of one's multiple social roles, gender or otherwise, but trans people have extra baggage from another role they inherited before choosing to live a different one. How have you navigated this in your transition? Is there anything you started doing differently after transitioning only to realize it didn't feel like you? Wow, so Hannah. Two great, two great oh questions. My God. Hannah and uh, Riley, thank you all for your questions. Hannah, that's so good. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. I don't so, know where to begin well, with I that. Well, I think those two questions, I, the reason I kind of want to do them together mm. is because I think they both get to the core of the fact that... What do you change when you transition? Mm-hmm. And is is any of that unfairly playing a role? Interesting. That you don't necessarily want to play? Yeah. Because society has decided that that's part of the role. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, people who transition, you keep, you keep... You keep your core hobbies. You're you. You're, you're still definitely you. you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, you're still you. Mm-hmm. The the role that you play, I think, does change. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like um, Riley mentioned, yes, um, the cheesesteak thing, for those who don't recall that episode, <laughs> and this is not the Philly cheesesteaks we ordered in Philly, this is, um, I I go to like the, you know, the little deli for lunch sometimes, and the deli's got sandwiches and salads and, you know, things like that. 
And I really feel like being feminine, I should like go with the feminine stereotype of like a salad with dressing on the side, Mm -hmm. hold the fatty carrots or something. (laughs) Carrots aren't fatty, but you know what I mean? Like I should be having this super light meal um, because that's feminine. That's what girls do. Going in and ordering a cheesesteak. Or, like, a cheeseburger deluxe or something is, like... I believe a meatball parmigiana hero yeah. was the actu- one of the... Uh, certainly one of your favorite sandwiches, but also one of the examples from the episode. It was. Yeah. So, um, there's a part of me that, that kind of feels a little cringy, like, eating some big fatty... Like, ordering some big fatty, fatty sub. Although, um, on 30 Rock, Liz Lemon, her go-to order is meatball sub with extra bread. Extra bread, yes. <laughs> so, um... I think I think there is an idea, and I think uh, the reason they put that in Thirty Rock is because a character like Liz Lemon is, in fact, representative of like the way actual women want to live. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and, someone who is not ashamed of of those feelings, and or, except for her eating habits, she is a pretty typical feminine, yeah, cis straight female. Exactly. Yeah. And um, hence the comedy. Aren't you glad we broke well, I think down the, the comedy? Is, I think the comedy is like her honesty about it. Because I remember when I was on OK Cupid before mm-hmm. we met, mm-hmm. um, I, I had never watched Thirty Rock, and like every girl, every woman's profile I saw was like, "I'm a total Liz Lemon." So I think that was capturing the fact that society society says women are to eat salads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> women mm-hmm. don't want salads; they mm-hmm. want cheesesteaks, mm-hmm. and they want meatball subs, and they want you know fried mozzarella sticks. But there are women who do eat salad. Yes. Who don't like... Yes, there's people out there, men, women, everything in between, who like salads and get salads. That's not who we're talking about. We're talking about the people who get salads because they feel they need to perform their gender. Yes. Or for whatever reason, they feel the need to not... Maybe they're overweight and they feel Mm -hmm. the need to perform... I've heard this in the fat pride community yeah. that you always have to appear to be trying. There's always this pressure. You always have to have some excuse or some mm-hmm. reason or talk about your workout or talk about your diet. You never get to just be an overweight person. Yeah. And again, of course, there are people who buck that trend and are happy with their bodies despite the significant disadvantages in our culture to being overweight. But there are people who just want to avoid the bullshit. And so they eat the salads or talk about keto or talk about their exercise because that is required of overweight people Mm -hmm. so it's it could be the same sort of thing it's just i'm just gonna do this so i can avoid the bullshit yeah but you're not being true to yourself you are performing yes your gender or you are performing what the quote-unquote good overweight person would mm-hmm. do but i think we all perform to a certain extent of course and i think trans people are going to perform too i think mm-hmm. like what hannah says is like are you going to change certain aspects of how you interact with people yes definitely mm-hmm. um i definitely like hannah says it's like not being as assertive in conversations mm-hmm. not always popping up with a, an opinion have you worked on that yeah, has that I changed okay i also think that's just um i've met some really obnoxious loudmouth guys who just you know con- they're only they're only per the only thing they do in conversations is wait for their turn to speak oh yeah i know and him. It's, uh as soon as they get their, their whatever story someone is telling they just need to wait so they can tell their better story mm-hmm. you know guys like that so yeah. I, I really tried even Max. before transition i don't want to say people's names but Kevin, <laughs> keith rich Andy, 
Ricardo? Yeah. Ricardo B. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, is that um, they, I, I've known guys like that. And I, I, I kind of didn't like that behavior from them. So I really tried to work on that behavior myself. So there are certainly times that I, I try to be less assertive or mm-hmm. try to not always throw that story in or be a better listener. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm very bad at uh, being pleasant all the time, which is the way that women are socialized. <laughs> and I am cognizant of that and I've tried to be better about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea of like, have a smile on your face all the time. Mm-hmm. And no matter what happens, be it's pleasant. Fine. And... It's fine. I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually don't think that's a healthy way. No. Um, for society to tell women to behave, but I do live as a woman in society, and so I try to perform that. It sure benefits society that women are willing to do that. Yes. Or I shouldn't say willing, compelled to do Mm -hmm. that. And again, obviously, there are women who defy that. There are women who don't even perceive that. That's fine. We're talking about our perceptions and what we go along with and what we don't go along with. Yeah. Yeah. Sense of humor your sense of humor I guess if you tell masculine, I guess, I think when, when Hannah mentions like masculine jokes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the idea that like you're going to tell ribald humor, you know, like guys kind of sit around smoking. I assume this happens. I, I it does. I don't know. I mean, sit you around. used to be in that world. You taught I me. did, but I never fit in well. <laughs> but you saw So the idea of did. like smoking cigars at the golf club and just telling sexist jokes mm-hmm. or like locker room humor oh, yeah, and things yeah. like that which i never really participated in because i was bad at being a guy mm-hmm. um <laughs> my sense of humor's my sense of humor is like one part monty python <laughs> one part 1970s and 80s mad magazine dick de bartolo he's queer too um my one of my favorite comedy writers and like <laughs> first seven seasons of the simpsons <laughs> that's like that formed the core and maybe a little bit of kids in the hall too form like the core of my sense of humor which is, is there, just weird and out there is and there like, no core dave barry in there there might be a there's a there's like a little bit of dave barry I sprinkled in there dave barry, an old dave barry book and i was like oh my god this is where i got it this is where i get everything yeah yeah okay. i think i think for me it was like those i think um Dick to Bartolo, who's or uh, Mad Magazine writer. There'll be a link I never in the knew show he notes. was gay until like a, a, a year or so ago, mm. and uh, yeah, he was kind of my <laughs> like his stuff is just so bizarre and, and witty and weird, and, and and I love it, and I still love it. So, so you loved it then, and you love it, yeah. Now. So my sense of humor has never been like, let me tell you this sexist joke that is the standard like joke that's been retold a hundred times. Mm-hmm. I tend to just be weird, which is why we're making jokes about zeppelins and stuff like this on the show, <laughs> and not being like, here, let me set up this knock knock joke for you. So or, we're or another boner joke, yeah, or another. Women be shopping joke. I guess yeah. what we're talking about right now is shitty comedy versus shitty comedy. Good comedy. I guess that's our opinion, but yeah. like I think also that's just sort of my the way my humor's always worked. Um mm-hmm. Tina Fey, huh, to go back to that, mm-hmm. talked about how most of the women she worked with like to do like weird language humor. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of my stuff comes from that. Yeah. Or also just surreal stuff thrown mm-hmm. in. Um you and I work together well because I think we have the same sense of humor. Yeah. And I think we were just so weird and out there that our humor is hardly gendered. But it must so have. So that's, that's the really good question. I mean, it what it sounds like to me, yeah. you're answering to the question, and correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> is that you didn't change your sense of humor when you transitioned because your sense of humor when you were pretending to be a guy 
was one of the things you were really bad at with yeah. pretending to be well, Yeah, with guys. Like, that, I guess with guy humor. everything. Yeah. And I don't know what else guys do other than sports and mm-hmm. tell sexist jokes. Work on cars? I don't know. Like, whatever performative male stuff that you had to do, you weren't so great at I was it. bad at that. Yeah. Male, male, cis, male culture, mm-hmm. as it were, um, especially relationships between men, are highly competitive. Mm-hmm. That's something I've I never liked. Often, I, I, not always. Um, I hated that. Mm-hmm. Um, even on like some game forums and stuff, I'll go to. It's like I see that and I'm like, Ugh, mm-hmm. unsubscribe. Do you and, think all guys are like that? Like clergy and preschool teachers and stuff? I think to an extent there is like one-upmanship, mm. and I don't find that pleasant. Mm-mm. So I was happy to get rid of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I. Not to say women don't do that. I'm going to jump in with little caveats here and there as they occur to me. You guys know we're not talking about all people all the time. Yeah. And so we're talking about the binary, like Riley mentions. Yes. So to get to Riley's question, or to for Hannah's question, it's like, do we perform differently? I think absolutely. Um, Is that always healthy? No, because I think we should have more flexibility in our gender roles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Women can be construction workers. Women can be anything masculine. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Surgeons, marine biologists, yeah. oil rig engineers. Yeah, obviously, women can. Be no, and any of and, these and, and and I think men can. I think we would be better served if men could enjoy traditionally feminine things. Yeah, and, or we're. Men do enjoy that shit, and they just don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. And women were allowed to enjoy more traditional masculine things without diminishing who they are. Mm-hmm. And that's actually something that I'm really happy that traditional gender roles are kind of breaking down a little bit in Definitely. our society because it does afford it does afford each of us more individual freedom. Mm-hmm. Hey, Republicans, you're for individual freedom. Support support this. Yeah. Um, but I do think that to get to Riley's question that there is some pressure on binary trans folks and that being someone who is FTM or MTF rather than someone who's agender or non-binary demi girl demi boy or someone who's like gender flux or you know something like that I think there is pressure on those binary trans folks Mm -hmm. to perform at at the extreme ish mm-hmm. end of you know masculine or feminine depending on how they're transitioning mm-hmm. i i know for instance that prettier trans women are taken more seriously more feminine uh... trans women are taken more seriously and this is by society at large i completely disagree with this and i'm sure it's the same for the guys but if there. you're if you're a six foot five hulkin chick and you you know transitioned and used to be bob and now you're brenda and it'll be harder for people it's gonna be harder and harder for you and that's not fair and that's the way it is right now exactly so i think there's this like catch 22 of you know you push yourself let's say like in my case ultra feminine and you like dresses and makeup and pretty hair and stuff Mm -hmm, like that and mm -hmm. you're like and people are like People in the trans community can be like, 
you're, you know, just feeding into the stereotype yeah. of gender, of, of binary gender. You're a female, female impersonator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you don't go far enough and you're very kind of butch. Mm-hmm. And, and as, a as a trans woman. Other people and then people are like, you're not trying hard enough. You're making us look bad. And is there anything you do that is more extreme feminine than you think you would actually be comfortable doing if you didn't have to worry about safety or passing or something um i probably if i okay wearing makeup every day mm-hmm. i enjoy makeup i think it's fun mm-hmm. i really don't leave the house without makeup mm-hmm. except in like except on weekends when i'm feeling really lazy mm-hmm. um so i would you know it'd be great to not have to to put on the clothes. But you do like it, though. I do like it, but it's I don't not like, like it all the time. I remember when you were a guy and you hated shaving so much. You hated it. You hated it. You never shaved on the weekends, but you had to do it, so you did. Like, I don't I get still, that. I still don't <laughs> shave on the weekends. You just can't see the hair as much because of so much laser. Yes. Um, I still don't like shaving. Quite frank, I just posted a blog thing about how <laughs> what, what's more onerous electrolysis on your face or shaving every day Mm. i decided shaving every day i'm taking a break from my facial electrolysis Mm -hmm. but i do think that but i don't get the vibe from you that you hate makeup no but it's it is an extra step it's an extra step and it would be nice to just be able to like you know be fine without it um that's my own comfort Mm mm-hmm I enjoy girly shit. I'm not gonna, but I also enjoy. I also enjoy stuff that I think is considered somewhat traditional masculine. Um, I like video games. Mm-hmm. I like reading about World War Two yeah. and watching Band of Brothers and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I, so I do enjoy some traditionally masculine stuff. Mm-hmm. You um, thought about enlisting in the military? I did. Mm-hmm. No, not enlisting. Signing up to be an officer. Yes. That's different. Again, um, for those of you who are listening and freaking out right now, I, I know women play video games and enlist in the military. I freaking know. I know. I know. We're talking about traditional perceptions. Yes. Go on. Um. So I do I do some traditional mas- traditionally masculine behaviors. I love Star Wars, you know, mm-hmm. not to say that there's girls out there who don't, but it's, yeah. um, but it's, these are kind of more traditionally masculine things. And I don't want to stop that. I don't mm-hmm. want to give that up. Um, but you also don't want to give up cheesesteaks and meatball parm. I don't. But um, you do want to give up some weight. I also want to give up some weight, <laughs> which is, again, me performing, you know, femininity. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something we perform i think we all perform in different ways you know we perform differently we're a different person in front of our parents than we are at the office Mm -hmm. than we are with our friends and that's true yeah that's that's i think i remember hearing Mm -hmm. critiques about that there's there's actually some documentary about the gay voice and they're like your your voice sometimes if you're among a bunch of gay people i'm sure they were talking to white cis male gay people you you get the gay voice more surrounded by gay people and less when you're not and that's actually a survival mechanism Mm -hmm. that's actually a really it's been studied extensively it's a really cool sociological phenomenon is how you talk among one group versus how you talk among another and that's the same for all behavior there's how you dress and how you act and how you sit and how you walk Mm -hmm. it's different at work it's different around your folks it's different around your friends it's different when you're alone maybe a little tiny bit but these are different situations and you 
have different motivations in all of those situations. Yeah. So, clothes, grooming, name, and pronouns all help relieve dysphoria and or aid in passing for reasons of personal safety. On the other hand, hobbies, interests, and other preferences that are part of who someone has always been, your career, Mm -hmm. your job... Instead of those being maintained as a facade yeah. for passing, those stay the same. But then it's like, what else is in there? Hannah, this was such a good question. Wow. So your sense of humor didn't change because no. it never was masculine what is it? What in the is first a, place. What is a feminine sense of humor? I'm curious because I don't really think of it. I had to kind of struggle to think of what's masculine humor um, I think masculine humor is put downs a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And so feminine humor is kind of. I mean, see, I hate to make any kind of general statement. Uh, me too. My initial thought was, well, there's slightly fewer rape jokes in feminine humor. But there's not. There's there, Sarah Silverman makes rape jokes. I mean, the, it's throughout this whole episode where I've been saying hashtag not all men, hashtag not all women. That, that goes double for comedy because you would act more like the other gender if it's going to get you a laugh yeah that's actually comedy fuel so it's kind of hard to say uh short answer hannah i would say your sense of humor doesn't change no when i you don't transition. think it does. and your sense of humor it's so it's so unique it's so weird it's so particular to each person unless you're a total blank slate who just adapts to whatever humor of the group think, they're in at the moment. I think if your humor is like, if you are doing what I would consider a very traditional locker room style masculine humor, mm-hmm. which I think does involve put downs mm-hmm. a lot of the time, I think a put down in our society coming from a feminine person is much harsher. Mm. And so I do uh, think that that would be perceived differently. Mm. I don't agree with that. I think we really shouldn't be putting each other down as a sense of humor, but... Um, but there's giving you a hard time. There's there's busting busting your, your balls. Yeah, yeah. breaking your balls. Yeah, I'm just busting your chops. Yeah, but I do think I do think for guys that's like more standard. Mm-hmm. Whereas like for women, I think it's less. Mm-hmm. Um, again, traditionally, I'm gonna throw that out a lot mm. in this episode. I think that ultimately, yeah, there are rules that society has decided and that I disagree with mm-hmm. on like what is masculine what is feminine mm-hmm. I do think that there is a lot of pressure for trans people binary trans people who say I want to transition I was assigned male at birth I want to transition to female or I was assigned female at birth I want to transition to male to be quite clearly quite clearly plainly unambiguously yes the right gender because otherwise is that confusing to you poor cis people yeah you know i mean also um, you don't want to get misgendered you don't so all i see all these uh gender queer types uh some at the conference i see them at around campus like i i i respect that a lot because i know how they're choosing to present does make it harder for them does increase the risk of getting misgendered or getting hostility like you know you could wear a skirt once in a while maybe grow your hair out beth or like uh kevin uh most of the guys don't wear eyeliner and it's just kind of weird like they you know they are being themselves which is so great is so awesome and they do that fully aware i'm sure a bunch of you listening right now fully aware 
that that will make your life harder. And good for mm-hmm. you. Good on you. But uh, a lot of what Riley is talking about, there's like pressure mm-hmm. to be yeah. very clearly masculine or very clearly feminine. And in a lot of cases, that means hyper-masculine or hyper-feminine. Mm-hmm. So that's not great. That's not. But I think... How do we fix it? Is it just flood the world with envies and hope people catch on that it's not a big deal? You know, honestly, I'm a Gen Xer. Mm-hmm. Kat's a Gen Xer too. And uh, God bless you, millennials, because you're oh, just thanks for doing breaking, all the work, you guys. You're gonna you're gonna break down the gender binary and you're gonna make America socialist. It's it's gonna be fantastic. We'll vote for you. Please do all that. We're just yeah. gonna sit back and watch the world burn, though, because we're Gen X. <laughs> what we do we march we vote we call we do. our senators we do yeah. um yes we donate tiny amounts of cash Gen- the idea that generation people are born every year no, so no, so the idea so the idea works. that generations are these solid blocks with singular identities is bullshit um yeah like the idea that i'm a millennial i mean i'm gen x because i'm 80 but someone born in 81 is a millennial and um, we're so is that the cutoff so it generally is i've Wasn't read it there that a way gen y for a while Gen Y is millennials. Is millennials. And then they, they now people are talking about Gen Z. Um, like, we just skipped Y. So confused. Yeah. Anywho, it's a dumb con. Generations are a dumb concept because yeah. people are born every day. It makes it very easy to, um, like, stereotype people the same way gender does. Exactly. So we need to break down these gender barriers. In conclusion. These, we need to break down <laughs> this, like, idea of traditional, of what it is to be a woman, what it is to be a man, because... I think ultimately the idea is you need to be happy as yourself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it sucks that society makes that harder mm-hmm. and society says, well, to be happy, you need to fit into this box. Yes. This is what men do. This is what women do. Which are you? Prove it. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully we can start to break down those boxes, add more boxes, bigger boxes, crazier boxes, boxes sideways and stuff, like yeah. all kinds of shit. Triangle boxes. Yeah. Yeah. So- and cartons. Mm-hmm. So that would be nice. In the meantime, yeah, I think no transition doesn't change your sense of humor. And yes, there is too much pressure on binary trans people to live up to these gender stereotypes. Absolutely. So we Absolutely. need you, gender rebels, to keep rebelling. Keep rebelling. Because make noise. Talk. Talk about your experience. Start a podcast. Comment online. Write articles blog we need to make noise you need to make noise we need to make noise if you want help making noise we will help you make noise we will amplify something send us questions send us thoughts but this is the only way to get that idea out there yeah and sad but true we have to repeat it over and over and over non-binary is a thing people can transition and not be hyper feminine hyper masculine we just have to get those ideas out there those of you who are out there not adhering so strictly to the gender binary do it loud and proud we love it that's the only way to start to address this yeah it's not going to happen overnight but it is going to happen be who you are and make society catch up Mm -hmm. don't Mm -hmm. punish yourself to try to fit into society's boxes make society work for you and that's something we're all doing together as long as you're safe obviously yeah well that's cool i Mm -hmm. this hannah riley you guys wow Awesome questions. I love it. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks for writing. Thanks for listening. Thanks for rebelling. Thanks for co-hosting. Yes. 
<laughs> and if you're interested in becoming a patron and and you're able to do that Thanks and you'd like to support the show, we are actually sending out. We're gonna probably start stuffing envelopes this weekend. Yep. Uh, that's the new. Should we tell them? Do it. The new Gender Rebels pill boxes. Pills listed for days of the week. They're jumbo-sized pill boxes. They say Gender Rebels on them. It is a great way to store your HRT or your antidepressants or your allergy meds or your asthma meds or whatever mm-hmm. conditions you are grappling with every single day. The Gender Rebels pill box. Yeah. Pill boxes are going out to our donors of $3 or more a month. Everyone else is going to get a bunch of other fun goodies. Stickers. Coasters. And magnets. So that's those are we're gonna start stuffing envelopes this weekend. Um, if you haven't, patrons send us uh, address updates uh, if you have them. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, if you haven't become a patron yet and you feel like it and you can afford it, go to patreon.com forward slash gender rebels. It's Christmas in February or maybe March, depending on when it arrives. We call it February March. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye. Talk to you next time. Bye 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 bye. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to help us keep making more great content, go to patreon.com forward slash gender rebels. We have many different levels of support and lots of great rewards, including drinks with the gender rebels at Stonewall. Please leave a five-star review on iTunes. That makes it easier for other people to find us. And send your questions to questions at genderrebels.com or find us on Twitter at the gender rebels music for the gender rebels is by jasper the colossal follow the link down below or download them on itunes today and for all our episodes visit genderrebels.com the gender rebels is a comeback sync production copyright 2019 all rights reserved and to all you gender rebels out there keep rebelling Bye. bye dumb concept because yeah. people are born every day but how else do you get to look down it's it makes hey, it get off the coffee table get it makes it very easy to um like stereotype people the same way